Donna Mailer paused in the doorway of the large, sun-filled office, gazing with unconcealed curiosity and not a little well-hidden apprehension at the man who rose swiftly to his feet behind a desk piled with paperwork. He returned her stare, obviously making his own assessment and just as obviously liking what he saw. He smiled. It began in his eyes and then creased his face, parting firm-looking lips and revealing a crooked canine tooth, then letting a dimple flash in his right cheek. The sun shot blue lights off of his dark hair. He was so different from what she'd expected, and so different from what his brother Jamie had been, that she felt abruptly out of her depth. He wasn't classically handsome, but something compelling about his looks, his silvery-gray eyes, almost forced her to stare. Ms. Mailer, he said, his voice rich and warm and rumbly. I'm Gray Kincaid. It was good of you to come. Gray? She'd only heard him called Graham. The short form of his name suited him, she thought, especially because of those eyes. Mr. Kincaid. She struggled to keep her voice cool and let it come out all breathless and feminine the way his smile made her feel. She was not there to let this man bamboozle her with a gorgeous smile and gorgeous hair and an admittedly great physique. He was a Kincaid, damn it, and she'd been bowled over by them once already in her life. Never again. Jamie Kincaid and his father Chester had done enough to her. The half-brother wasn't going to get even half a chance. She was there to listen to his newest offer for her uncle's campground. In all likelihood, she would then turn on her heel and march out. She didn't like to have to deal with a Kincaid, and would do it only because Uncle Tyler had insisted that maybe this offer, coming not from Chester, but from his son, might be better than the last one. She was sure it would not be, but she'd listen, and likely refuse, with utmost pleasure. Five minutes tops, and she'd be out of there. She drew a deep breath and let the door swing shut behind her. Come and sit down, he said, his voice so warm she could have wrapped herself in it and toured the Arctic. He stepped out from behind the desk, his long, loose-limbed stride bringing him across the room to her before she'd taken more than two steps on the thick, cream-colored carpet. He wore a summer weight suit, the same shade of gray as his eyes, a dazzlingly white shirt, and a red tie. He looked, she was forced to admit, far more attractive than she'd ever anticipated. Where were the horns? What had happened to the spiked tail? Why wasn't he wearing a red suit and breathing fire? And why had Jamie painted him in such lurid colors? It's good to meet you, Ms. Mailer. Or may I call you Donna? I hope you'll call me Gray. He extended a hand, which she took, surprised to discover hard calluses on his palm. Jamie's hands had been softer than hers. She doubted that even at the age of twenty, this man would have had soft, doughy hands like his brother. Only then, she'd thought of Jamie's hands as gentle. The term doughy had never occurred to her until that very minute the thought raised a vague kind of guilt. You can't imagine how amazed I was, Gray went on, when your uncle told me that if we wanted to make another offer for Clearwater Camping, we'd have to make it to you.
His grip was as warm as his voice. To her shock, it sent a tingling sensation of electricity up her arm, arrowing straight to several sensitive zones on her body. She was certain he would see two in particular through the silk of her blouse if he glanced down. He glanced down. When he looked back up, he met her gaze with a slow smile, half playful, half rueful, acknowledging what they both knew, acknowledging that whatever she felt, he felt too. Quickly, she took her hand back. For one thing, he continued, resolutely keeping his gaze on her face now, I didn't even know Tyler and Sadie had a niece. I've been living in the Maritimes. So Tyler said, and that you haven't had much contact with them for almost ten years.